Hello, everybody. Due to the coronavirus outbreak, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, the Rona, um, we've been forced to limit ourselves to phone calls. Now, I'm going to call this series Hanging with Bill. Last week, we had Paul Bartholomew from the UK. This week, live from Waldorf, Maryland, we have the one and only RJ from Alica. Hello. <laughs> so, I guess let's let's start this thing with the Tiger King. <laughs> yes. The the infamous Tiger King documentary. Now, I literally just finished the second episode. How was that? <laughs> Dude, it's like I, I first I was like, "All right, this could be a Tiger show." whatever and then it's just like the tigers and cats have nothing to do with the fucking thing at all yeah i watched the i watched like half of the second episode the first one was wild and i was like is this even gonna be about animals <laughs> and then i was like this isn't about animals at all bro the second episode's fucking crazy is it yeah, it shows it you uh, Joe Exotic's fucking wedding with his two husbands at the same time, dude. It's fucking what? It's weird. Uh, yeah, dude. I uh, I don't even think I got I got to like I don't even know when I don't even know when I stopped in the second episode. I'm trying to think about what I last saw. I saw the part where the I don't even know the first episode was the chick getting her arm ripped off in the first one yeah. or the second. One? <laughs> no, that's in the beginning of the second episode. Okay, I got to that part, and then I saw him like a psychopath put on a, a medic bomber jacket, and, <laughs> and she she literally came back like five days later, and I'm like, are this, this people are crazy? Yeah, she's like, yeah, I didn't want there to be any kind of negative, you know, influence on the park or whatever. So yeah, I just had him fuck it, amputate my arm, send it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because they were like, you can either keep it and go through physical therapy, or we just chop it off. And she's like, just chop it off. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> Dude, it's just so weird. Uh, and It's based in, what, Oklahoma? Yeah. That's, that's a given, though. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's just, it, like, everyone was like, yo, you gotta watch this show, you gotta watch this show. And I'm like, alright. I mean, you know, what... I mean, we got nothing else to do, so I was like, fuck it, we'll give it a shot, and then I watched the first episode, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, there's no it, way this shit is real. It, I, I thought it was staged, because the way I, I saw the memes come up first, and then uh, some of the Alec guys were like, dude, have you seen it yet? And I was like, no, and they were like, well, you should. And I'm like, is it is it like a fake show? And they were like, no, it's it's a legit like documentary series and i was like all right i'll check it out so i was like this fucking thing's a dumpster fire man dude it's just i i don't know man and like these fucking people are just like acting like this shit's normal i, I don't know what to do in oklahoma i guess they just go to tiger parks and get their arms ripped off inside i guess it's normal out there I, I they don't have that anywhere where i'm at but no well actually not far from where you're at that dude's in what north carolina or something the, the, uh, that that the, one guy, yeah, I, I got yeah, because North Carolina from me is about I think six hours. So yeah, I, I guess he's not too far. If I really wanted to go see a bunch of tigers and a dude ride on an elephant, bro, wait until the well, wait until you watch further into the second episode. They go more into that guy. Oh god, and that dude's a fucking nutcase. I kind of got the 
he seemed a little bit more together, but uh, yeah. Just I, wait, I, dude. I, <laughs> this dude makes more. Joe Exotic look fucking normal. Oh, sick. I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> dude, I was like, yeah, because what Danny or I forget who even said it. It's one of the house. Yeah, they were like, dude, it's like basically a red, a gay redneck tiger owner, gun toting, crazy psychopath guy. And I was like, sick. All right, cool. Right <laughs> on my house. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, man, dude, it's just it's just so crazy like that. And the fact uh, the fact that this was like an accident, like they were filming something else and they're like, you know what? Let's make a documentary about this underground tiger ring in exchange. And it's like, boom, here's Joe Exotic. And he's like, yeah, man, fucking I love tigers and stuff. And, you know, here's my two husbands and we're all doing meth here. And what? <laughs> yeah, what I, I did see when he introduced like his hot boyfriend who had like three teeth. <laughs> like that dude's not on meth or other hard drugs. Dude, the thing that I couldn't get over was his illustrious music career. Oh, yeah. I, when they showed I, the one part where they showed some clips of his singing, I was like, is that even him singing? Because that sounds totally different. Yeah, that actually sounds like a real person singing that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the tiger. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that flamboyant ass voice that comes over and when he's not singing, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Made no sense. I'm not gonna but lie I, that that picture you sent over is fucking hilarious, dude. I was like, "Yeah," because I was like, "What the hell is this?" And uh, yeah, my buddy was like, "It's you, man." I was like, <laughs> you, "I was like, how did you do this?" He's like, "You just." I just cropped your face and then blended it in. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to use this for something if that's cool. He's like, yeah, do it. So. Bro, wait until later on in the second episode. There's a picture of Doc Antle, the fucking goofy guy from North Carolina, and they show a picture of him when he's younger. Bro, he looks just like you. Oh, God. Dude, it's fucking <laughs> wild. Like He's got the mustache and everything and the fucking long hair. Dude, he looks like you. Like When you see this fucking picture that they're going to show you on the second episode, you're going to go, no fucking way. What? Well, when this coronavirus makes everybody lose their career in music, I'm just going to give up and join a tiger farm and go gay. So, well, I mean, that's kind of the way that it's rolling now. I mean, Dude. now with the success of this Netflix documentary, I mean, it came out at the perfect time because now everybody's at home doing nothing. So now everyone's going to want to get into this tiger game. Dude, I'm telling you, it's gonna be yeah. You're gonna can you imagine everyone who's gonna try start owning tigers from this documentary? <laughs> I don't even know if you can in Maryland, but I mean, it's where I I guarantee I, I guarantee it'll be on the news in like two weeks. Somebody tried to buy or sneak a fucking tiger into like a backyard out here. Well, I think it's a federal thing where you can't own a tiger. Or hold on, it's not illegal to own a tiger. But you can't buy, sell, or trade them. But if you already own one, it's fine. If you okay, I, I don't. I mean, I know out here. I, I think in the county that I live in, pit bulls are illegal. But they still there's a billion of them out here. I know they'll find a way to kind of grandfather their way into getting a tiger out here. I'm sure eventually. I mean, if one ventured into your backyard hypothetically, and it wound up, you know. It was a tiger cub venture into your backyard, and I guess you kept it there in a cage or something. I don't see there being an issue. 
No, I mean my backyard has a big enough spot for a cage. That's a that'd be a huge flex on my neighbors though. <laughs> be yeah. like, <laughs> One of them think- come out talking shit. Be like, listen, John, let yeah. let me let me introduce you to my boy. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, I don't would even know what to call the tiger. I'd Zeus. Yeah, this is Zeus. <laughs> he likes he likes to eat people. So. Dude. Next time you I- block my driveway, John. Yeah, my actually my neighbors are pretty sick. They probably think it's cool. My one neighbor's a minister. She'd be totally confused, but <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like, "This isn't what God wanted." But <laughs> why so, would God give you a tiger? Yeah, they'd be like, first of all, did you illegal? Did you illegally get this somewhere?" Like she'd <laughs> ask that. How is this? How is this possible? That's so funny. <laughs> Dude, we got a bunch of feral cats. They'd probably just be friends. I don't know at this point. Yeah, maybe. Shit, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I'll fucking bring it into the house. So we they can watch. Uh, can watch that ZZ Top documentary again with me, bro. How good was that fucking documentary? By the way, I really liked it, man. I was actually really impressed with how well they did it. I thought it was gonna, I you know, because some I watched some documentaries on Netflix that are kind of eh, but this one was really good, man. I really liked it, dude. I think we are like a hundred episodes deep on this fucking podcast. I've watched some fucking documentaries on Netflix. Have you? <laughs> and yeah, this sure. one was probably the best. Dude, I really liked it. Like I told you before, I think I told you in a text though, the one part that confused me the most was the Billy Bob Thornton part. Cause I was like, I thought it was Frank Beard. I thought yeah. it was a drummer. I was like, Oh, okay. That's, he looks a lot like Billy Bob Thornton. Cause I, I don't know what the hell I I just spaced on seeing it said Billy Bob Thornton at the bottom, I guess. So <laughs> I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it shows actually Frank Beard getting it. I was like, how the fuck did he age like that? Like, what did he do? <laughs> like, so, so I'm sitting there confused and they never go back to Billy Bob Thornton except at the end again. And I'm like, and that's the part that left me confused the most. I was just like, why did they have him in there for like two scenes? And it was, it wasn't like he was in the band. It was just like, I like ZZ Top. Yeah, I, I just really like them. I mean, I think they're the heart and soul of Texas, and it's just like, what? Yeah, dude, it, it'd be like Oprah being on like a Gordon Ramsay documentary for real <laughs> I just like his cooking. Like, what? Yeah, it's just like, uh, don't you have like a bad Santa movie to make or something? Dude, those are actually, I didn't, there was a second one I think they made of him, but yeah, I, dude, I was like, why? Of all people you could interview, like celebrity wise, you got. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's a band from Texas, but I was like, Billy Bob Thornton, of all people. Yeah, there's no, like, other Texas-based bands, you know, like Pantera, maybe, that yeah. could have done anything with ZZ Top or, you know, a- anybody. Henry Rollins is fucking best friends with Billy Gibbons. You couldn't have him on? Yeah, they were like, no, we need somebody who's really going to have some pull on this documentary. Billy Bob Thornton. We need someone that's like borderline a list to help sell this documentary. Yeah. Could you do it in your sling blade voice too? The whole, uh, the whole documentary. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, he's really into this. <laughs> dude, pretty much since we are on this fucking coronavirus kick now, we haven't recorded anything because obviously we were supposed to record with you and Danny and then that shit got fucking canceled. In all honesty, we probably should have just did it that weekend anyway. <laughs> yeah, at th- at this point it looked like it was like the only weekend before they started shutting stuff down and then literally I think 
I think it was supposed to be, I think that Monday, they pretty much were like, our governor, Governor Hogan, was just like, yeah, everything's pretty much shut down except like grocery store. I mean, it's actually kind of funny. It doesn't really even seem like anything shut down here. He had a list of everything shut down and it was like a couple pages, but everything that was still open was like fucking crazy how many things are still open down here. But yeah, we, we should have definitely just planned it to just come out, but we were we were trying to be cautious and safe like everybody. So. Well, it's actually funny because I wound up being sick that weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like literally like after you guys canceled, I was like, all right, we'll have to figure something out. And then like I, I got like a stomach bug or something. I was like, man, what the fuck? I like went home early from work on Friday and then like the whole weekend I was just fucking basically shitting myself. Like, I was just like, uh, thank God these guys didn't fucking come. Dude, you imagine us yeah, driving home from your place trying to hold in shit if we had it or something? <laughs> Bro, I Classic. was fucked up for like a week. Like, dude, What? It was that bad? Dude, it was fucking... Well, I mean, not to get into my fucking medical history or nothing, but I have fucking IBS, so it was like it fucking triggered it. And it was like, congratulations, douchebag, you're fucked. Oh, even better. It would have been real good for me, too, because my personal health, too. I have ulcerative colitis, so that would have been even sicker. (laughs) (laughs) Shitting normal shit and blood. That would have been tight. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's metal, right? That's cool. Dude, just when I think, like, me and you, like, couldn't, like, be fucking better friends. Now we have actual bowel diseases together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. I mean, obviously yeah, not for our health problems, but <laughs> it's all good. I'm going to go out in a blaze of bloody shit glory eventually, I guess. So I'm just going to own it up and run with it, man. Fucking A. <laughs> but dude, yeah, that sucks. Though. Are you feeling better, though? Yeah, dude, I'm fine. Like, I physically felt fine. I was just fucking shitting water for over a week. Damn, dude, that's when Imodium really helps. Dude, Imodium didn't do a fucking thing for me. Literally what? nothing. It did fucking zip. I took dude. it fucking four times, dude. Didn't do anything. Dude, if I would have taken Imodium four times, I would have been shitting out concrete. I would have just been like, I would have been grabbing my toilet roll or just like squeezing the life out of it just to try and get the shit out of my body. <laughs> dude, like literally, I'm not even shitting you. No pun intended. I fucking... Dude, I would just sit on the toilet. It's like someone turned a fucking fire hose on. Like, that literally is what it was. Dude, I would have... Dude, if it was that... Dude, if I couldn't... I don't even know. If I would have taken a modium, it probably would have taken me shoving the toilet roll up my ass just to give it some extra, like, push to get out. Like, it literally would have, like, solidified, like, a fucking, like, boulder. And, like, I would have been... Yeah, dude, it would have been rough. But... But, um, yeah, dude, it was like after, after a week, I was like, finally back to fucking normal. And then I'm like, all right, well, fuck now we're actually trapped in a fucking house and no one can come in or out. So what am I going to do? Yo, tell you what I just watched me and the wife the other night we watched, uh, or actually it was last night we watched the invisible man. What's that one about? What? I've never heard of that one. It just, it like, it was supposed to come out in theaters, but now it's like for home release because of the, you know, the pandemic. It's, the um, Rona. yeah, the Rona. You got the Rona. No, you um, got the Rona, dog. <laughs> um, it's about, uh, like this chick, Elizabeth Moss, 
who gets out of a abusive relationship or whatever and like goofy crazy shit starts happening to her and it turns out that it's this dude in an invisible suit like a like harry potter invisible cloak type suit yes but like this fucking dude in this suit's like like murdering people and like framing her for it oh shit that sucks dude (laughs) it's it's a bad fucking movie man it's good is it good okay yeah i might have to check it out then i didn't know if it was any good i'd be like i kind of how do you make a premise for that she's like i didn't kill him and they're like i don't know (laughs) that's pretty much what happens (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we watched uh frozen two what that's like a murder documentary ain't it that's a, that's a new one i think on netflix i saw too no nah, frozen two is the fucking disney movie yeah where they murder all those people and they uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, i was I... trying to make a i was trying to make a bad joke my bad <laughs> uh, i'm like i'm like no there's no way he doesn't know what the fuck frozen is <laughs> yeah People who didn't, they're like, what the fuck? He's a Frozen 2, RJ. What? It's Frozen. <laughs> then you I know, watched Toy, <laughs> Toy Story 4. Yeah, I still got to see that. I haven't saw that yet. Um, then we watched uh, Ford versus Ferrari. That was pretty good with Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And then we started watching fucking Lucifer on Netflix. That's pretty straight. And then Tiger King. And that's pretty much been my coronavirus experience for the past two weeks. Movies and old TV shows that got canceled. There you go. Yeah, I got Hulu, so I just binge South Park and like normally scared straight, so I can watch a bunch of like preteens get yelled at by a bunch of intimidating jail folk. Dude, my favorite scared straight one is where like the little black kid with the glasses was saying he's he's a blood or whatever. So they put him in a fucking cell with all the crips, and they what? make him and they start making him peel oranges and shit. And they're like, do it now! We said now! And he starts crying as he's trying to peel the orange with his teeth. And they're like, do push-ups! And the fucking, uh, the, the, the security, or, you know, who, whatever, the, the fucking bailiff or jail guy, whatever, he's like, he's like, you listen to me, this is my house! And then the fucking crips are grabbing him and throwing the skin on the floor. They're like, we said push-ups! Dude, I'd never laughed so hard in my whole life. Yeah, I love when they do that because it's like they break them so bad because I know they're like, you can't touch them, but you can say whatever you want to. And like dudes are in there just like, I'm going to fuck your mom and then I'm going to kill your fucking dog. It's like, what? Like, what are you saying to these kids? They're like fucking nine years old. Dude, I remember the one they're like, the, the, the one kid was wearing like a pink shirt and he's like, oh, you think you're a man because you're wearing pink? I'm going to make you my bitch. I'm going to fuck you in your ass. And this kid's like, what? <laughs> the kid's never even probably heard about sex before. He's yeah. like, I was stealing gumballs and like I popped a tire. I'm like, like, we're sending you to maximum prison right now. <laughs> Dude, it's just so fucking crazy. Like, I, I love that show. I love all those scared streets. I watch the fucking best of clips on YouTube. I don't know if that's because like I'm cynical or whatever, but like I find like pleasure out of watching these kids get the shit scared out of them. Dude, who, who doesn't like a good dumpster fire? I think that's why everybody loves Tiger King right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Hulu, have you ever checked out uh, Letter Kenny? No, that's that. Uh, that's that Canadian yeah. show, ain't it? I haven't seen it, but I. Uh... Dave dates a Canadian chick and she talks about it. they actually film it, I think, close to where she lives. Oh shit, that's cool. I think yeah, they um yeah. like Listowel, Ontario or something, they film it. 
I, uh, I only know a very little bit about that show. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. The only thing I've really, I mean, like I said, South Park and like Scared Straight. I watched, uh, I don't know if you saw the autopsy of Jane Doe. No, that that's yeah. that that uh, special or special series on Netflix, right? No, that's it's I, I saw that, too. I think this one's just a uh, this one's just actually like a horror movie. And I don't normally watch horror movies by myself because I'm I'm kind of a wimp. So I'll sleep with the lights on if I'm by myself. <laughs> but I uh, I watched this one and uh, it was pretty good. Like it had a good twist to it. Like it's basically they get some like random they find like this dead chick in like a basement and they have these people going, uh, going, performing autopsy, but like weird stuff starts happening. And then the twist is you find out why the weird stuff's happening. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like you wouldn't, it's just kind of a weird concept. And I, I don't know if you remember back in the day, HBO used to do those like live autopsy shows and stuff. So I, so I kind of like fell in love with like watching that stuff weirdly enough. So I don't, I don't remember shows like that. Yeah, it used to be, uh, I can't even think of the name of it. HBO used to do something called Autopsy, or it might have just been called Autopsy. I don't I don't really remember. But yeah, it was like an actual like uh, mortician would go in there and he would, they'd blur out the faces and everything. But like it was, this was like an after sex kind of thing where it was like at like one in the morning, like kind of thing. So Dude, this like, sounds you fucking to, awesome. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but it was like they had a live, like a real mortician on there and he would perform autopsies and go through like how they died and everything and it was like it was almost like watching forensic files but of just the autopsy part of it and it was like uncensored i mean they showed everything except the person's face and they i think they took out the names of the people they were doing the autopsy too but it was dude it was wild and i was like this is pretty crazy so yeah if you want it might be on youtube or something like that something to check out my wife's sitting here shaking her head no no yeah <laughs> no don't do that don't do that yeah, usually when I'm in here doing any kind of like talking to people, she's usually in here with the headphones on so she can hear everything. So I don't have to repeat it later. Like, you'll never guess this shit RJ said. You'll never hear this weird stuff this redneck from Southern Maryland said. <laughs> she's sitting here thinking like, who the fuck are we just getting ready to invite to our house? Yeah, right. <laughs> don't worry. I just look like one of Tiger King's lovers, apparently. <laughs> no, not his lover. One of his business partners one of his business partners even better <laughs> all right now we're gonna get back to business here or get to business what is new with alica since the last time we talked well i don't know if you've known this man but this big national pandemic we're dealing with right now it's kind of hurt us so we had we had a lot planned um i can't really give all the info away but we were getting ready to we had a show coming up in the next couple weeks, uh, a local hometown show that we were going to throw. It. Uh, we only can do like one or two a year. So this was going to be like the first one of the year. Oh, and uh, we were, Yeah. And we were going to shoot a live video. We made it free. It was supposed to be this big hometown show. We had, there was a couple covers we were going to do. I'm, they haven't announced it yet, but I'm, I can almost guarantee it's getting canceled. So that sucks. And then uh, we had, we had scheduled to shoot two other music videos, which I think those are still on because it'll just be us shooting the video. So we won't have to worry about a whole lot of people. But uh, then we had uh, a national tour that we're getting ready to announce. But, uh, you know, I, I got a feeling just everything's getting pushed back, man. So, I mean, there, there was a bunch of tours we were in the works with and just a lot going on that we were getting ready to, you know, we hadn't done a whole lot so far this year. It was more, 
was more or less building to the other half of this year coming up. But obviously, you know, the other half of this year is looking kind of grim for even even national huge bands right now. So it's it's kind of up in the air, man. It's I guess we're just we're basically on hold like everybody else, man. It just sucks. We we consider doing like a live show. So we're, we're thinking about trying to do that. Um, we wanted to raise money because we have a lot of friends that are kind of out of jobs. So we can raise money to possibly it's still in the works. I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but try to hold like a benefit live thing or do whatever we can to put towards like meals for industry people or, you know, try to figure something out. But yeah, that's a good I, idea. I, th- I think, I think I saw you posting about that on Facebook or something. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just an idea that I have. Like I'm always trying to think of something, how we can either do something for people around here. Cause I mean, when we, you know, we're lucky enough to have a good following out here. Like when we play, we're lucky enough to not, you know, we don't have like two or three people or, you know, like 10 people come out to the shows. We actually packed a show out here, which is really humbling. It's nice to have, you know, the support and love because a lot of bands don't get that. So, I mean, it's, it's the least we can try to do. So we, isn't you know, it, isn't it to- true that the last time that something like that happens when good Charlotte played something like that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> pretty much, I mean, like even, even my old band and stuff like that, like, there's really no place to play around here really i mean we get a couple i've 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 made connections with a lot of good uh good southern maryland like promoters and stuff like that like the low tier like low dive bar kind of bars that'll allow the metal bands but i mean yeah no legit venues around here so i mean you i mean but i don't mind playing it i mean the guys don't mind playing it because it's like we play in a super small venue and people pack in like sardines and it's fun and then these just to see the look of the venue owners when we're like, you know, cause they're used to cover bands and like, they're not used to us. So when we get up there and we do our thing by the end of it, they're like, they have no idea what to think, but it, it's a good time. And like, so we're, we're trying to think of stuff to do. It's just, dude, it just sucks. Cause of this whole Corona thing, man, it, it just, it really screwed a lot of things up for not only us, but for a lot of people, man. So, yeah. Well, I mean on, you know, uh, on the bright side, at least, you know, we're all still working, I guess, because we're all deemed essential. Yeah, I was going to say, I, most of, I think, yeah, everybody, all my guys are, we're all pretty much essential. I got, I don't know if you got it. I have a piece of paper that basically says if I get pulled over, I have to pull and give this to, like, the police officer that says I'm an important person, so. Yep. No, mine actually says um, I'm a jerk-off that didn't go to college. That's what mine <laughs> says. Yeah. Uh, I'm that guy who didn't go to college, so I have to still work my nine to five. So, <laughs> yeah, um, dude, it's just crazy. I mean, they they set up a curfew here. It's like, oh, after eight o'clock p.m. until five a.m., you're not supposed to leave your house, and it's not like an enforced thing. It's just a suggestion. So it's like, just in case you weren't aware, the coronavirus can't get you between the hours of five a.m. and eight p.m. <laughs> But it between eight and five, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> between eight to five, it's out, it's driving around, it's going to work, it's trying to catch people. <laughs> but, but anytime after that, you're it's free for all. You can do whatever you want. So. It's like, yo, did you hear what happened to Johnny the other day? What? The fucking Rona yeah, got him. He fucking hit his car, man. <laughs> but yeah, dude. dude, we it's- honest to God, we just need to set a date. And go, listen, after this date for two weeks, we're fucking done. Sorry, we are closed. And then let this shit, you know, phase itself out. And then obviously after the two weeks, if anyone had showed symptoms during that two week period, then 
those people will be quarantined and then we'd fucking eradicate this shit. Like, I just feel like as a country, dude, we're just not taking the necessary precautions that we need to to make this shit go away. And it's not even just, you know, like normal people anymore. It's even affecting musicians and touring musicians, fucking people that rely on being on the road and being in places with more than just 10 people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude, they got they just, the Rona just got Joe Diffie, the pickup man. Yeah. Dude, fuck, dude, I love that dude. He was so good when I was a kid growing up listening to country. But yeah, dude, like, oh, fuck yeah. It, dude, it sucks because, like, yeah, I, I totally, I've even thought about doing that, man. Like, I get the essential part of, like, food and stuff like that. But, like, like you said, like, give it two weeks. You have two weeks to get everything you need get your prescriptions, get your food, get everything you need. I mean, shit, you got enough toilet paper. I've seen it firsthand. You got nine, nine years worth of toilet paper. You don't need any more of that. <laughs> But, like, just get everything you need, shut it all down for two weeks. That yep. way, that way, you, I mean, because that's what people are doing now. Because I, you know, I, I work at a low, low volume grocery store, basically a dollar, a dollar grocery store. And, like, even then, we still get people during the day, like, just out. Like, they they don't, like, I have people coming up just going, I got to get out of the house. It's like, what? don't do that shit. Like, yeah, that's not the gonna, point. Yeah, like. I get it sucks being there, but buy a fucking coloring book and go the fuck home. Like, what do you do? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, just go home. Like, cause you're not helping the situation. And like, dude, like, I don't get it, man. There's still people coming in. I mean, there's people who are taking precautions with the gloves and the masks and stuff now, which is nice. But like, there's still people just like, there was a lady yesterday just coughing without even, dude, coughing without oh, even what covering her mouth. Dude, my coworker looked at her and went, you can leave now or you can actually have manners and cover your face. And yeah. the lady looked the lady looked at her like she was crazy. And she's like, you ain't gonna look at me. Dude, it was almost it was almost a confrontation between two older ladies. And I'm like, I mean, you're right. I mean, I hate to yell at a customer or anything like that, but like, why you call don't I mean, people look at you funny anyways right now if you cough. I mean, I'm trying to hold back all my allergies right now. Oh, but, dude. Dude, this pollen's like kicking my ass right now, and it's like I can get congested and I'm sniffling and stuff like that. And as soon as like I start even sniffling at the register, people are giving me like the like, what are you doing? Kind of. So I'm like, I'm trying my best to try and, you know, take some, uh, what is it? Take some Benadryl or take whatever I need and just feel better. But dude, it's, it's that, wild. Yeah. Shut the whole thing down. Yeah. People just aren't taking this serious. Like, like you saw, like the first big thing was like St. Patrick's day or whatever. And people were fucking out. And it's like, what, what part of, so you know social distancing don't you understand yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty sad when you go to a grocery store and they have lines to where you have to stand now for social distancing it's like how 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 childish are we to know that we shouldn't be breathing on someone's neck like yeah exactly but bro i I just don't get it but i mean there and there's a lot of people out i mean i I'm sure I got friends that are, and there are probably people that might listen that are like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal, but I mean, like, and it might not be, you know, but we're at the point now where it is killing people and, you know, you should at least try to be precautious. I mean, if it's, 
if it's literally shutting down everything like this and there's people saying it's a serious issue, just take it that way. Even if you don't think it, just go along with the program because we can wrap this shit up a lot quicker if you do. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like my, I was talking to my dad the other day and he was saying my uncle came up in the yard and my, my uncle works in a warehouse and he's like, you know, whatever. My dad's like, you know, whatever the fuck is going on, keep your shit in your car. Don't fucking come in the house. My uncle goes, remember, it's only the flu. And my dad's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the flu has a 0.02, yeah, 0.02% death rate. The coronavirus has got 2%. Like you're literally 2,000 times deadlier than the flu. What what do you mean it's like the flu? Dude, it's it's wild. And like, I, I personally haven't seen my dad in what feels like a month now since this all started happening because like he's in his mid 60s which is like a high risk age yeah you can't even chance it yeah and i'm like you know i'm around people all day i mean i have my face mask and my gloves and everything that i wear when i'm dude i feel ridiculous like you know ridiculous you feel wearing a face mask and like cleaning gloves at at a grocery store like it i feel like i'm about to clean toilets or something like it makes no sense but (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's, yeah, it's what you got to do. And like, I'm not trying to risk it or give it to him or his, you know, or my stepmom or anything like that. So yeah, like, man, it, you, you just can't chance it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I'm hoping it'll be done sooner than later so we can go back to shows and doing our thing. I know a lot of people are out of, out of jobs and it, dude, I hate seeing it like that, man. I know got a lot of friends that are like struggling right now and, you know, hopefully, hopefully that, that $1,200 check that we that we're supposed to be getting is going to help save us all. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm going to buy a Chihuahua with that money, but dude, that's it. just me. <laughs> dude, purebred Chihuahua. There you go. Yeah, dude. Well, honest, I'm not even fucking around. Me and the wife have been trying to find a fucking pure, purebred Chihuahua for like a very long time now. And, right. uh, yeah, well, dude, I grew up with one. She grew up with one. Coincidentally, they looked like they could have been from the same litter. And we just been trying to find one, but if you try to find a fucking AKC bread chihuahua, it's easier said than done. Like I you think would, that's why. Uh, go ahead. Like you would think there would be like a fucking like a million breeders. It's like, oh, check it out, chihuahuas. And it's like, no, dude. That's dude, it's wild that you say that too, because it just means that we're even more lost long lost twins because you know i have a chihuahua as well i have a min miniature pincher chihuahua mix oh shit yeah name jake <laughs> all right this is this is what's even funnier we already have a name picked out for the dog kevin what <laughs> dude i love dogs with like human names it's awesome <laughs> dude where have you been my whole life uh in the depths of southern maryland Dude, like, I feel like I shouldn't have married my wife. I mean, if you, I mean, I can grow my hair out a little bit longer, wear some lipstick, I guess. I'll shave this beard if you want. <laughs> we, right. we, can, we can have a real life, uh, real life Tiger King, but with chihuahuas. Dude, this is, this is like my dream come true. Like, honest, honest to God, we were talking about it. We're like, you know, like, what are we going to, like, are we going to have kids? Like, what are we going to do? And then we're sitting there looking at each other and we're like, if the kids thing doesn't work out, we're just going to get a hundred chihuahuas. We're going to have a chihuahua sanctuary. Yeah, that'd be dope. Dude, could you imagine like your life could not suck if you woke up and there was a hundred chihuahuas? 
No, I, it's, it's really, it's hard to not even be happy when you see it. Just one dog. If I woke up to a hundred of them, I'd be like, this is the greatest thing ever. Walk right into work and just be like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm out. Dude, the amount of carefree you would have. Yeah. It'd be ridiculous. Dude. It'd be amazing. All right. <laughs> uh, getting off the topic of chihuahuas and how awesome our lives would be. We're going to talk about how awesome we're about to make a fan's life when you oh. finally get to the point where you're able to come to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. The so. contest is still happening. Yes, it is still going on. And uh, I it is a post. I'll have to reshare it after this, but it is on the Alica Facebook page. Uh, if you would like to share it some more, uh, we will select one lucky winner to get a signed album of the recent album defining torment and a uh, a merch bundle which includes like a pop sock and a pen a shirt of your choice we got a couple of different t-shirts and stuff and uh i will personally mail that out to you and uh we'll make it happen and i'll write you a little love letter in it too and i you know and we'll make it happen and if you like the rage against the mainstream facebook page We'll also send you a signed letter of authenticity of all the contents in your merch bundle. Not, you know, because we're a unified entity. So now you have to do it. Now it's required that you do this. (laughs) If you don't share, if you don't like the Rage Against the Mainstream Facebook page, we will know. You will not get the letter of authenticity from us claiming that you had won the contest fair and square. You're just going to get a letter that says, I know you didn't like the page. (laughs) And then we'll send you the QR code. It's like before you open up this package, you have to yeah. like both pages. Yeah, I'll just, I'm going to send this big envelope with just a small little Alica pin in it, too. <laughs> I know you didn't like the page. Here you go. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd write us. I'd get a direct message on the Alica page. What the fuck is this? I shared this shit for this. I shared this shit like two months ago. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Alica. I don't even th- it looks like a Luca. You guys need to learn how to spell. <laughs> you guys definitely are from Southern Maryland. Yeah, a bunch of rednecks. I don't care. That's so funny. <laughs> now, I actually found through Facebook, since me and you became friends, that we actually have mutual friends. And you're, I guess, I guess at one point you guys had played with Cognitive up here. I filled in for that band. Oh, did for, you? You filled in for, for Shane? I filled in for Shane on a tour. Bro, now, you know Harry from Cognitive. Yes, I. the tour that I did, when, I'll put it like this, Alica actually toured the U.S. Uh, last summer with Cognitive and Waking the Cadaver and uh, Cranium, and I met all the guys there, and they're really fucking good. Um, I'd only met Harry at like their couple local dates. Cause I think he had a job where he couldn't get off. So he only played, I think two dates of the tour, but he was super nice to do it. He can shred and bro. I think he's a fucking insane guitar player. Dude, he's so good. And then we did a, uh, uh, cognitive had a West coast tour with Alter beast, a co-headline tour with them. Um, and war forged and, uh, fuck, it's going to piss me. It's, I don't even mean to say, uh, it's going to bug me that I don't know the other band on it. Uh, Fuck. Anyways, uh, uh, when it pops up in my head, I'm sorry, but yeah, it was uh, it was like a four four piece band. Oh, Macabre, Macabre was on it. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we did a uh, 
a West Coast tour. So we did that, and uh, I filled in for Shane for that run. So, but that, I don't know if you saw the Metal Sucks thing with that, where Alter Beast got arrested and it, they had to drop off the tour. I think I it, may have saw something about that. Yeah, the tour got, uh, they got arrested in Texas, and they did, the last date that they did was at, at Come and Take It Live um, in Texas, which is a great venue. Um, they dropped the tour then, then we played one more show with Macabre and Warforged, and they went home, and then we had like three other dates, and yeah, that was, dude, that was a wild thing, because I'll, I'll make it quick, we played, we played Arizona. And then literally the next day in Arizona, they had a hometown show in New Jersey. So what? Yeah. And that was when Shane was coming back to the band. So like we, the last date of the tour was in Arizona. So we drove from Arizona all the way to LAX to drop this van off get on a plane at LAX, fly all the way across the country to land back in philly just to get our cars so they could go do the show and i could go home dude (laughs) that's wild and then to make it even better when i get to my car my car battery was dead oh what the fuck (laughs) yeah so i I had a tow truck come and jump me and he was really nice and didn't charge me a whole lot but yeah he jumped me and i went home but dude it was i was like we were driving from some part in Arizona where the venue was. And I was like, they were hightailing it. And I, I, for some reason I spaced on the fact that they had a show the next day. I was like, where's the next show? They're like in Jersey. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, we got to go. Like we got to fucking get it. And they were, dude, they were, uh, Tyler was fucking dude. He's the man. He fucking just trucked it all the way from Arizona. It was like an eight and a half hour drive, dude, just straight trucked it. We got there. Our flight was at like, 5 45 in the morning it was it was insane dude that's crazy yeah that's fucking nuts but um yeah harry um is actually good friends with the other co-host on the show steve they went to the same high school together yeah shane's actually a really good vocalist too or screamer dude he is dude for i mean i don't mean to knock how short he is but for a, like a short dude like him dude he's got some vocals he's got pipes on him man i'm like because when we did the tour with them across the u.s he was on it and when i was in alica we would we were the opener for that tour so we'd play and then i'd sit down and watch cognitive and i'm just like god damn he's <laughs> the dude's loud as shit dude he's got he's got i don't know it's like it's weird man it's like people talk about like like the techniques and shit to do the growls and the screams and stuff. Like he's got that shit down to a fucking science. Dude, he does. And then he takes his shirt off to make it even more intimidating. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn, you're flexing on the whole crowd. tonight." <laughs> he's actually a really good guitar player too. Is he? Yeah. Like he, he, he's posted videos I've seen on Facebook of him writing, I guess, solo material. And it's like, God damn, this dude's a fucking good guitar player too. What the fuck? Man, I wish when people thought that about me, I could actually tell them the truth and say no, but I fucking suck at guitar. So when people are like, you probably play guitar really well. And I'm like, oh, you know, I dabble in it. You know, no big deal. <laughs> I've played once or twice. Yeah. You know, I can, I can not play anything off the top of my head right now, but yeah, whatever you want to think. Cool. I'll go with that. Speaking of playing guitar and singing and shit, when you guys come up here, I have an idea for like a little segment we can do live. Uh, you want me to do an acoustic version? Yeah, I was thinking about doing like an acoustic cover of like Every Rose Has Its Thorn 
or like Vixen's Edge of a Broken Heart, like something that would be like something be like extremely like cliche for it being an acoustic song, but funny enough to where people are gonna be like, I have to fucking hear this. <laughs> I mean, I'm down, dude. It's uh, I do sing on the new album, but do you? it is. Yeah, that's one thing that we're, uh, I guess the cat's out the bag on that one. I'm singing on a couple songs, so I'm trying that out. Uh, but uh, songs like that, that actually require a lot more range, uh, I'm willing to try, but it will definitely be a shit show. So I'm well, you could scream willing. it, dude. Oh, even better. Then, you yeah, can growl really it, you be- can do whatever you want. Oh, dude, I'm totally down. Then. People are going to be like, what? <laughs> gonna- yeah, dude, I'm totally down. That'd be fun. And then um, I'm going to get my uh, PA and shit set up in the basement. Me, you, and Danny can jam. Dude, yeah, Dan, dude, Danny jam all day, man. He's uh, He can play guitar. He, dude, he's, he's jack of all trades, too, when it comes to instruments. I mean, oh, he's, shit, yeah. Yeah, Danny's good with the guitar, but, I mean, he's, he's a beast on the drums, man. So, yeah, whatever you want to do, we're down. Dude, I've I, seen uh, his Rush covers and shit. Like, he's a really good fucking drummer. Yeah, he... Uh, he is really, I mean, Neil Peart is like, I guess his biggest influence, I would say his biggest influence is Neil Peart. Um, that's why he was so stoked when we went to record the album in Canada. Cause, uh, when, when we recorded with Christian Donaldson, he was telling us, uh, I want to say the studio that rush recorded a couple of the big albums was only like an hour away from us up in uh, Quebec right there. So, I mean, that's like ultimate was- fanboy shit right there. Yeah, man. And he was like, really, he really enjoyed it out there. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, he loves he loves Rush. He loves uh, old school Metallica. He, uh, he he's a Metallica fan to the day he dies. I'm sure, you know he even 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 them saying anger days. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he he's still you know Danny Danny loves the old school thrash, the old school like you know heavy metal stuff. So well, it's actually funny too because Metallica is one of my favorite bands. Unfortunately, I made a mistake of getting a fifteen dollar tattoo from. Uh, um, I guess a recovering heroin addict. And uh, now I have this fucking thing on the side of my arm that looks like the Top Gun logo with the <laughs> Metallica M in it that looks like it was drawn with a crown. Dude, that's sick. One of these days I'm going to get it fixed. <laughs> Dude, if you don't, if you're, is that your first tattoo? It's my only, yeah. What? Yeah, well, that's fine then. Yeah, it's your, do that, those. Dude, you got to leave those first tattoos to look like shit. My first tattoo was on my ribs by uh, what she was. She was a hardcore lesbian and she was definitely more. Dude, she could like bench press me. This girl was like, dude, she was jacked. And like I was intimidated by her because the whole time she tattooed my rib, uh, she was like watching football. So she like <laughs> half ass. Dude, she half assed as koi fish. I got the typical. I don't know. They got the typical koi fish going down my rib thing. And it's like, (laughs) it's way too colorful. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a hot mess. It's a hot rainbow fish mess is what it is. And, uh, yeah, she, she was what they call like, I guess a scratcher. So it's all lifted up and jacked up. It basically looks like a, a deformed colorful birthmark at this point, but it's, but I just left it because I'm like, oh, that's my first one. So whatever. I was 18 and dumb. So, bro, I'll show you mine. My my fucking thing. It looks like I got branded, and then they colored it in with a sharpie, and well, colored show, outside the lines. You'll show me mine. You'll show me yours if you if I show you mine. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Because <laughs> Danny and me have been really wanting to see each other's dicks for a long time. So, so maybe we can 
we can finally do this if I have somebody else that's agreeing to this right Bro, now. Bro, this is the area that we do the podcast in. I like to call it the truth tree. It's a safe zone. Nothing can hurt you here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those words on YouTube kind of cut deep sometimes. <laughs> That's why I don't read them anymore. Just seeing like the bullshit that we sometimes get. It's dude, I actually love it, but I I know some people hate that stuff. But well, yeah, actually, that's a that's probably a good question I want to ask you because like I've never had anyone to the point like of getting YouTube comments and stuff like that. You being a person, how does that kind of shit affect you on a real level? Uh, no, dude. Um, dude, I to be honest, we we don't get a whole lot of hate, which is very nice uh we do get a we tend to get a lot of people that do say the typical stuff when it comes to our music i love the music but i don't know what the fuck the vocalist is saying or or everything's good but the vocals or like it's always something like that but uh or or it's just like i don't i just run with it man like that because if you if you let them get you mad then they want i like the best, like, I've had people go, you guys fucking suck. And I'm like, I know. Like, what do you want me to do about it? And they just, they don't know what to do. They're like, uh-uh, I didn't. They want, like, a confrontation. They they want that. And it's like, I'm not. I'm just going to agree with you. Like, that's that's the best way to handle it. I just, if, if somebody was, if somebody to me went out of their way just to say how much they dislike something, especially, you know, because, not knocking the size of my band. Luckily we are growing as a national uh, touring act now, which is nice. We have the, you know, we're, we've been doing it for a couple of years now and we're slowly, we're building and growing and it's awesome, but yeah. You know, something to be proud yeah. of too. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we're, we're, I consider us at the professional level now, you know, we're not as popular as some bands, but we're getting there. But like for you to just kind of, for you to just say that, if you don't like it, you don't like it. And if, and if someone's like, I just don't like this, you know, whatever, everyone's got an opinion. But if you take the time out to be creative or just say something that's like, I, I don't like this, or this sounds like nails on a chalkboard, or it sounds like something else or another, or they're just ragging on us. I just think it's hilarious. I'm like, dude, you took time. Like, that's cool to me. Like you took time out to not like me. That's, that's sick. Thanks for taking the time out. Like it's cool with me. Yeah. Thanks for writing that comment. It means a lot. Dude, if somebody said, Dave, my guitarist looks like uh, uh, fucking Dwight from The Office in one comment during a live video. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I was like, what's, what it's, I can't remember what they Is that even like an like, insult? That's what I said. I was like, I don't even know if that's like an insult. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, we we're very lucky to not really get a lot of hate. I'm sure once the popularity, I mean, obviously with popularity comes people who don't like you. Um, but yeah, exactly. I mean, but I mean, there's, it's all good to me, man. There, we, we don't get a whole lot of hate, which is nice, but for anybody that says anything negative, it's, it's cool too. I have the time I will read it, but I mean, it doesn't affect me. I probably won't even comment because my mom said it's not polite to say something if you're not going to say nothing nice at all. So that's just true. straight up, just straight up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm. I'm not at the point yet where I get hate comments or anything because usually the people that comment are people that are like, Hey, I'll help out your podcast. Cause, or, you know, don't worry, son-in-law, I'll post something really nice on your iTunes page. 
Dude, when uh, when we first started out, like our our families were being really supportive, but they did the old people like uh, this is really nice, and then at the very bottom it says like Grandma uh, Margaret or something like like oh thanks Grandma like they put their signature at the bottom as if they're writing a fucking letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> it's it's cute, but it's just funny because it's like. It's that old people thing to leave the signature at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Just, just you know, just in case you didn't know who it was by the profile picture or the name. Yeah, clearly says your name with your face right there. But thank you for reassuring me that it is you at the very bottom with your signature. That's thank you. Thanks for thank embarrassing you, grandma. me, grandma. Yeah, thank you, grandma. Can't you see I'm trying to make it big? <laughs> you make me look like a chode in front of all my friends. Yeah, all my people on the interwebs think I'm a loser now. Thanks. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, dude, I remember being in bands and like have my grandparents come to like every show because they're trying to be supportive and then they just stop showing up one day. <laughs> uh because they didn't like it or like did they you know, I just didn't want to I think I, I don't know. Well, cuz we so we moved out of our storage bin into my grandmother's basement. And we wrote this album and we thought it was the fucking shit. We're like, we're going to be fucking mega superstars. Fuck Foo Fighters. We're going to make Dave Grohl look like an idiot. And then my grandparents were like, yeah, you guys are really good. But Billy, you're not a good singer. I'm like, I know. But I was like, you know how hard it is to find like the Scott Weiland or Corey Taylor guy that this band needs. I was like, it's really hard. I'm like, okay. And then, you know, like a couple months, they're like coming out to shows and shit. And like, we're building like a fan base. And then they just stop showing up one day. They're like, you practice at our house. We hear enough of this. We've heard the same 10 songs like fucking 15 times in a, in a week. Like we're done. I was like, fuck. And then, I, then I gave it up. Hey man, <laughs> at least, at least you tried. And at least, Hey, that's what matters. Dude, I mean, like, it's one of those things, like, playing live, like, it's always been so fun. And, like, you know, like, it, it's weird, though, because, like, I'm not, like, a bad guitar player by any means, but I am a fucking horrible singer. Like, god-awful singer. But at the point in time, I had myself thoroughly convinced that I was fucking Dave Grohl. Hey, man. Well, don't feel too, don't feel too bad, because I... I know for a fact I suck at guitar and I definitely cannot do anything Dave Grohl can do either. So don't feel too bad. <laughs> like it, it was just funny because like we, at one point, like one of the iterations of the band, we had like a fucking insanely stupid good drummer, like fucking like August Burns red type good drummer. And like it made the band better. And then he left to go fucking play with some like pop punk band or something that actually went and actually did something. So, I mean, good for him. Fucking asshole. Dude, this fucking just took our band from like Foo Fighters level to like trapped. (laughs) Well, you definitely don't want to be in their shoes right now. Oh, fuck no, dude. Have you been seeing all that shit online? Yeah. He called called Trivium a Metallica cover band. (laughs) I mean, I mean I he's not really lying. <laughs> dude, yeah, I mean, I dude, I love Matt Heafy. Dude, I remember seeing them when they first when Ascendancy came out and I thought that was the heaviest stuff ever, man. But like and I, I get they have like that Metallica feel, but I mean like 
it's kind of funny just to watch his dumpster fire of a of a like Twitter like I guess fiasco go on because like his ro- it's fucking his ro- nuts. Yeah, I mean his his roasts aren't too bad. I mean it's just funny. I you know I was just like damn like they yeah they have a little bit of Metallica influence but damn dog you're just coming out you're coming out for blood and like you have no leg to stand on. You had one hit back in 2000 like what are you doing dude i i forget like there was just so many people that were coming at him i think like even jared dines came after him and he's just fucking just shitting on everybody and i i what did he say to one band he's like um you'll never be as successful as trapped is or ever was or ever will be and like he's like uh, i guess he knew somebody at spotify He's like, that's funny because the amount of plays you get in a month is what my band does in a fucking week. Dude, it's I don't get it. I, <laughs> I mean, wh- whatever works for him. I mean, I don't, I don't know why a guy would talk shit because I think Trap was honestly supposed to play here and they weren't playing anywhere to write home about. It was like, it was fucking like Lucky Dave's Dive Bar or something like. Like they're opening uh, up for Good Charlotte. Yeah, dude, they, well, dude. Yeah, like they're. It's like them and fucking saliva or something. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Something ridiculous, you know. But and saliva and, only has like one or two songs, and one dude, of them's a Chad Kroger song. That yeah, the fucking uh, hero from Spider Man. That Spider Man, yeah, from Spider Man, dude. That was they abused playing that song. I remember the music video where they're up in the building, the like the CGI buildings. That like, was so fucking cheesy. Yeah, but dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like I watched that video like as a kid, and like it brought a tear to my eye. Like almost like how you'd see like a bald eagle, bald eagle or some shit like during a Toby Keith song. <laughs> it's like the fucking video for uh, ah that one Evanescence song, "Bring Me to Life." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where they're like the dude from Twelve Stones and her are, like screaming and singing at each other. Dude, it's like it's a weird butt rock, Sunny and Cher moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know, it was so funny today, man, because earlier I did a, I'm pretty sure you saw on Facebook, I did a podcast conference today. Yeah, and, yeah, um, I saw the live feed. Yeah, bro, I fucking, I was just like, I flat out just went on the air. I was like, yep, dynamic of the show is we got an indie hipster, an underground punk guy, and I like Nickelback. <laughs> That's what makes it good, though. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I like Nickelback and Creed and Trapped. And then uh, the one other thing I said that was kind of funny when I was like going through like the history of the show, I was like, you know, the first topic had to be something insane. So I chose what was the last good Metallica album? And then I was like, just in case, well, I was like, um, if any of you are fans of the band, the obvious right answer is the black album or Injustice for all. If you're purists and dude, the fucking comments just went nuts. People were like, ride the lightning master of puppets. I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck? Like, I thought we were just podcasters here. I didn't think I was going to get fucking grilled. No, especially when you bring up Metallica, that is, uh, those are fighting words. Yeah, dude. Well, it's just like, it's just funny. It's like, uh, It's just like, go back and listen to that first episode. Fucking, you'd never think that we were fans of Metallica. Oh, the way, yeah, yeah, the way you're talking. Dude, we were like, fucking, Lars Ulrich is a fucking jerk-off. Jesus, yeah, yeah. I could see where people would be like, what? I was just like, I, I forget what the one thing was. I was just like, uh, dude, it was so long ago, and like we tried to be like edgy. And I was like, yeah, of 
if Cliff Burton got the fucking easy way out, because if I was in a band with fucking Lars Ulrich, the only thing I could hope for is I got crushed by a bus too. Damn, damn, y'all were y'all were coming in hot, Jesus, dude. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. All of us love Metallica. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you can't, dude. It's like I don't know one heavy metal artist or anybody for that matter that wouldn't name them as an influence. It's just the, it's just the go to every time. They're just the band. Yeah, man. Like, honestly, I've been with my wife now for fucking six years since we started dating. And, dude, if you don't think for every day I have, like, at least one Metallica song playing somewhere in the house. Like, I'm trying to, like, like embed it in her and she just won't fucking take it. Nothing wrong with that, though. I've tried to date girls that didn't like Metallica either. But then again, most of the girls I've dated didn't. Some like metal, but then you get to some that just don't. So it's like you try to. Try to get them to like it, and then it's just like, yeah, it's all good. So, we, but then we, they get. No, huh? go ahead, keep keep talking. No, they uh, they get me hooked on all like the the pop stuff that they listen to. I'm like, damn, I actually like Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> See what the wife did to me was, like, I used to think John Mayer was a total douche, and then I started listening to his songs that weren't like the hits, and I was like, damn, John Mayer's pretty fucking good. He's actually a really good guitar player too. And then she got me hooked on the singer songwriter called Ben Rector. And I'm like, yo, this fucking dude kicks so much ass. And it wound up being our song at our wedding. And then we wound up seeing him live. And then we found this band called the band Camino, which if you haven't heard them yet, I would give them a shot because they're pretty fucking good. They're very good. I have a friend uh, named Marie who got me hooked on them. Uh, Really, really liked them. man. They're really good, bro. Dude, we saw them before that album. Try hard came out. Dude, and I was just like, there's something about this fucking band. Like, there's just something about them. They're going to be fucking huge. And next thing you know, they're doing a stadium tour with Dan and Shay. I'm like, are you shitting me? Gee, that's why I didn't know they were doing that stuff. She actually, the funny thing was, she said, my friend, uh, she was like, you need to look up this band. Uh, it's called the band, uh, the band Camino. So I'm like looking them up. And I'm not looking up the band Camino. I'm looking up Camino, and I'm like, I can't <laughs> find it. Like, what are you talking? Like, I like, what is this? Some underground band? She's like, no, they're pretty popular. And I'm like, looking, and I'm like, I don't see anything for a band called Camino. And they're like, it's called the band Camino, you idiot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. so then I looked it up and instantly found them. I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, dude, that new album they put out is fucking crazy. I think that is the one that i listened to i was i actually really really liked that one and then i've been playing a lot of uh i don't know if you remember the band cold from back in the day cold dude I, yeah dude just band called cold it's so good man they have uh that they have an album called year of the spider it's uh dude it's so good <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to check that out dude dude that dude's vote a uh, scooter ward dude he is such a good vocalist it's like it's it's such a i don't know how to explain it it's like almost like a seether type-esque feel to it but his vocals bring such like a dark vibe to the songs though because his voice is like it's sad and it's deep and it's like yeah you just have to listen to it but yeah it's a band called cold i think you'd really like them nice well going back to my wife here i've been trying with the metallica thing for so long but tell me how fucking goofy and ass backwards this is so I can't get her into Metallica. She gets me into all these singer songwriters and shit and pop bands, but somehow I get her to act like as I lay dying. 
I mean, that's not a bad thing, though. As I lay dying, it's good. You just look past that whole murder your wife thing. It's cool. Did you hear that new album, Shaped by Fire? Dude. That, that shit album, was tight. Oh, that album's so good. I'm not even good. Dude, that album and uh, there's another band, Shadow of Intent, that put out that, uh, was it, Melancholy. Dude, that album was, they were like two of, two of my top favorite albums from last year, dude. It was so good. Dude, like she, like I've heard it. I heard the first single, My Own Grave, and I was like, whoa. Like I remember them guys. I remember Azalea Dying being good. But then I'm like, this song's like really fucking good. And then I got yeah. her hooked on it. And then um, I don't know if you ever looked into Woven War before. Have you have you ever looked into them? Yeah, that's basically As I Lay Dying without, without Tim. Tim. Dude, yeah, I, I'm about all that shit. I didn't. I didn't mind uh, Woven War, uh, but I yeah, you, you just can't go wrong with As I Lay Dying. That's like that's like the that's like standard metalcore right there. And then that new album was really good, man. It just sucks because that I think that tour they were supposed to do around here got. I don't know if they got canceled or what it was, but it was like them after the burial of Muir. Like it was a crazy tour. Oh shit. Well, a I don't even think they're worth anything anymore. Cause everyone's fucking gone except for Frankie. Yeah, they got, well, they got Josh Travis and Josh Travis is a beast of a guitarist, man. He was in, uh, he was in glass cloud and pony dance, a tap dance. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was, yeah, they, they got him and, you know josh travis dude i we played a couple shows with those guys and with josh travis on guitar and dude he is dude his tone live is just it, it's ridiculous it's like one of the best guitar tones i've heard live. and it's just him as a guitar it's only him up there and dude he he fucking kills it dude he's so good like dude i used to love a muir like i remember when uh i remember uh when goodbye to the gallows came out i was like yo this is fucking tight and then um slave to the game came out and dude, I fucking I wore that shit out. Did you? Dude, Slave to the Game was awesome. Fucking MDMA kick fucking ass, Solar Flare Homicide, all that shit. And you know, like obviously I was like one of my only fucking friends that actually listened to that kind of shit. So I'm fucking just like rolling around listening to fucking Solar Flare Homicide with the shit blasting. People are like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah. I'm like, this is like yeah. the heaviest shit on the planet right now. Dude, it, dude, dude, Old Amir was good. Goodbye to the Gallows was like one of the first. I think that was their first album that I've like listened to of theirs, and it was, dude, it was so good. Oh fuck yeah! Then um, I'm trying to think. I think I think as I was getting into a is when I started finding like all those older death metal bands, and like when I heard like Death for the first time, I was like, I was like, this is it. Chucks. This is what I. Yeah, dude. <laughs> See, I never, uh, you know, I'm probably, I probably get flack for it, but I never really got into death a whole lot, but I've, you know, I've listened to them. They're good. I mean, especially for that time, for having that kind of, you know, that sound and everything, I think they were definitely one of the originators of that whole death metal kind of sound and vibe that they brought. So, well, you know, like the story about it, right? Like, um, death was, uh, they were just like, you know, quote unquote metal band, but they were heavier than everyone else. So they people started referring to their music as death's metal, and eventually that turned into the term death metal. Really? Yes, they are the originators of death metal, or at least they were the first band to put a an actual term to it or a name, a genre name. Dude, I didn't know that. That's why I dude, I would have never known that one. That's cool. 
dude, this is why you come to Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. You come for obscure facts like this. I'm like the fucking Eddie Trunk of death metal. So I can learn this shit today. <laughs> you learn something new every day here on Rage Against the Mainstream. I definitely, yeah. I mean, this is this is the most factual stuff I've learned all day. I've just been sitting around trying to uh, watch well, Tiger work. King. <laughs> yeah, man. Just watch my Tiger King, get my facts about tigers, and then I come learn about music. <laughs> all right. Speaking of music, because now our phone call has been almost an hour and a half. Not that I mind being on the phone an hour and a half, but I don't want to forget to ask you about uh, how do you pronounce it, dude? O- Ocam, Ocams? Uh, well, we screwed up. See, I'm uh, I'm from Southern Maryland. Our our uh, our speech impediments and our vocabulary are very limited here. Um, I used to say Ocams, or that's uh, uh, basically how I pronounced it. But uh, I was told numerous times it's pronounced Occam's Razor. So that's why. We changed all up and we pronounce I've I've even probably even after we recorded it, I've and I know I've said it a couple of times. I've even said OCAM's razor still to this day, even just talking about it. Just because I'm stupid and naturally just it comes out like that for me. But uh it's pronounced Occam's razor. So that's why we just say Occam's razor now. Dude, me too. I was like I just been referring to the song as OCAM. Yeah, that's what it looks like, and then that's what we were all saying, and then luckily somebody who actually knows how to read and pronounce words correctly was like, yeah, that's not how you say it. Um, you should probably not say it like that, because that's stupid. I was like, okay. So. And by the way, there's no you in Alica, idiot. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> God. Jesus Christ, none of you guys can fucking read. <laughs> I do. It just adds to the fact that people are like, God, they really don't know how to pronounce words. Do <laughs> But let's get into Occam's Razor here. Tell me a little bit about the song. Obviously, I've heard it before, and I'm a fan of it. It is on my Spotify playlist. Now, thank you for thank you for adding it. Not a problem, dude. I remember when that shit dropped. I was like, "This is my boy RJ." Well, thank you. Um, it's basically just I wrote it about. Uh, I don't know how to put it in a short way of doing it, but basically. Occam's razor was basically like how we just point the finger at everything else, but ourselves as to why everything is screwed up. Cause I see, I mean, you go online and it's, it's never good. It's never anything positive anymore. And we're just, uh, we're just yelling and screaming and we're not, you know, Occam's razor is the philosophy of, uh, simplifying, uh, not to simplify without necessity. Um, or simplifying with necessity. I'm butchering it kind of, but um it's all basic good. Yeah, but basically it's like not it's just not taking accountability for yourself. And you know, we always play the victim role and it it sucks to see because rather than just owning up to our mistakes and just admitting that we're human and we're people and we can't get our you know, sometimes we just can't get our shit straight because like things don't you know our situations aren't the best or you know whatever it may be you know we so much of society wants to play this victim role and wants to point the finger at somebody else and if you don't agree with somebody then you're a piece of shit or you're a racist or you're a homophobe or whatever you want to like brand somebody who doesn't necessarily agree with you is i think as long as you're not physically harming somebody and you're not hurting somebody then you do whatever you want to do 
And I, I think people need to realize that, you know, we spend so much time looking at so many things that make us different in a negative way that we should look at it as a positive. Like we're all here together, just come together for it. Like there's no need to like have this like hate for each other, you know, just because I don't, just cause I, I have a different idea than you or any of it. It's not even like a crazy idea. It could be anything like, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I don't even get into politics. I'm not a politician. I don't nothing about that, man. I don't Same even mess here, with dude. that. Dude, I don't even mess with that category. I don't like talking about it, but like you just, it, it was just basically me. Like I wrote it basically. Cause every time I would go online, it's just a dumpster fire of just like, fuck you. Or like, I mean, you can't, dude, you can't even go on to a cute puppy video on Facebook anymore without somebody arguing about what breed is better or how pit bulls are bullied or like, yeah, like, exactly. I'm, just, I'm watching a video on a poodle. How did this even come up? Like, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense, man. So like, that's basically what it was. And it was just like, uh, it was just me yelling at people like, yo, just stop being so negative. Like, just get your head out of your ass. Like sometimes the things in life suck because maybe you suck and you just need to accept that and work hard to change that. And that's okay because we're human. We make mistakes. People screw up. Like it's part of life, man. Like it's ups and downs. Like there's no need to belittle or try to, and people just love watching somebody get pushed down further and further. But like for people, I, I, we just don't lift each other and up enough anymore. And I think that's, that's what's making everybody. I mean, shit you go. I mean, there's kids on Facebook now. I mean, do you remember how crazy it was? Like when you were little to see like anything crazy, like an autopsy or like see somebody get killed. Now you can just go on, you literally go on YouTube and watch top 10 deaths at work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or, um, fucking like lately you've been seeing the videos of the dogs getting fucking killed in China. Yeah. Like, dude, it's crazy. Like we're just so desensitized to anything positive. It's just like, okay, war, drugs, kill, death, sex. Like, that's cool. Like, like, I I don't know, man, it it sucks. And it's really discouraging sometimes. And I just wrote that in that place that I was in at the time. Cause it was just like, man, like it just really sucks. Cause like sometimes I just like to go online and see how my friends are doing. Hopefully you're doing better, but Sometimes that's not the case, but you know, it, it just sucks to see. So that's why I've, that's what the premise of Occam's razor is about. Basically just, just, just point the finger when we should really just accept flaws and learn from mistakes. So. Well, that's fucking awesome. I'm glad to hear that there is, even if you can't understand it, there is meaning behind the lyrics. Exactly. And there will be a lyric book on the, on the album that comes out. So you can read all my, uh, my grammatical errors and how I talk like a caveman. Now, are you allowed to talk about anything about the album? Like when it's coming out or anything? To be honest, everything got pushed back, man. We, uh, we were getting ready to solidify a release date, but now there's no, we don't, we haven't even gotten word about solidifying a date yet because we want to make sure we want to make sure first sales are as good as they can be. So like, you know, normally the standard that we try to do is the first week of the album, we're always out on the road and that way we can get as many physical sales that we can along, you know, along with pre-orders that we had prior and anything digital that we can sell. You know, it's, it's just, we like purge that first week. So we're out on the road trying to make it, but just because of everything getting screwed up, man, there's like, there's really no talk of when it'll be released. Now I'm sure it'll be released 
I'd say at least within the next couple months, but you know, we'd have to obviously talk to the label a little bit more because there's it done now. Yeah, it's completely fully done. Uh, I mean, it's just literally a matter of getting, we just got to get the PR and everything ready for it. So, I mean, we got to get the video shot, but like I said, because of, because of this damn Rona, uh, that all got put on the back burner. (laughs) So, so we have a, we have, we have a couple I think we have what close to four videos that are getting ready to come out or getting ready to get shot. So, I mean, oh, we have shit. a busy, yeah, we have a lot of busy stuff coming up, you know? Um, so, I mean, we're, we're going to have a lot of PR for it. There's going to be a lot of things. We're going to do a couple, we'll probably do a couple live streams more. There'll be a couple more singles that'll be released soon and stuff like that. So, I mean, it'll be, it'll be cool. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but I mean, it's just like I said, it's, it all kind of sucks as this whole pandemic thing right now, man. Cause it's like, there's, I mean, literally, it just got all thrown out the window as soon as like this happened. So it just kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's some of the things that people aren't really understanding is not only is it affecting shit now, but it's also affecting shit that's, that was supposed to happen in a couple months. And now all that's got to get pushed back because everything else did. Yeah. And I think it's actually, I mean, I don't know. I'm not one to predict stuff, but I really feel like even once things go back to normal, it's still going to affect how like shows and stuff are run because so many people are going to be paranoid, man. I feel like for for a long time, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that, I mean, and I don't blame them for feeling that way. I mean, but I guarantee there's going to be a ton of people that won't show up to these shows just because they don't want to catch it. And just because they don't want to risk you know, going out and possibly getting whatever you could get out there right now. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the future of shows are going to look like, but I, you know, hopefully it, it picks back up to where it could be, you know, promising for these bands. Cause I mean, it just sucks, you know, for the big bands and for the low bands. I mean, for us, you know, we're lucky enough to where it's not our career yet. You know, it, it's still, it's a full-time gig, but I mean, we this isn't our main source of income yet, but for the guys that, have it as their main source i mean it just sucks because they're they're out of a they're out of a job essentially right now and yeah for us for us it sucks because we're at a standstill because we're on the uprise of trying to be that level but now we're at like a glass ceiling because of literally everything getting shut down and it just it's just a matter of just you know i just wait until it blows over now i guess so well i mean hopefully all of this is done fairly soon. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be. I mean, I just think we're not taking this shit as serious as we should. And I mean, the last time I heard, I think like the trajectory was supposed to be like June or something. Sheesh. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to really uh, fucking suck to have to wait until June to get you up here. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, I guess I can't say much, but the the projected date that we originally had was in June. So there's only no telling when it'll be pushed back now. So I'm I can cut that out. No, no, you're good, man. Yeah, it's all. I mean, it's no big deal. Uh, we I didn't give a release date or nothing like that. But I mean, it's just, dude, it's just wild that like everything got pushed back hard. Like, and then I feel bad for the band that, like, luckily Code Orange, like that band from Pittsburgh, they did it right where they did that live stream on their like release day. But a lot of these bands got locked into like a date you know and they're like kind of forced to release on like a certain date and it just dude it sucks but yeah yeah like like you said i don't i don't see it i mean i think he just put another 30 day 
uh, ban on everything again for the for the outbreak. But I mean, we'll see. But I I'm worried to see how it's going to pan out, man. It, it will it'll really I guess time is really going to tell. So we'll, we'll just cross your fingers and hope it comes quicker than uh well, sooner than later. You know. Yeah, exactly. Just for everyone else to know, the contest is still happening. We're going to say it again. RJ and yeah. Danny will be coming on the show in person the second that the uh, the Rona stops blocking my door. And um, yeah, so make sure you go over to the Alica page. You share the post and you're immediately entered in to win a signed album and merch package. And if you like the Rage Against the Mainstream page, you get the letter or certificate of authenticity. There you go. Make sure you do both of them, and uh, we'll make it happen. We'll uh, and we'll be on the we'll be on the podcast soon enough in person uh, once the AIDS epidemic dies out, and we'll be good to go. Right on, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and this has been another episode of Hanging with Bill. Uh, thanks for having me, Bill. I appreciate it, man. This is RJ from Alica. And I'm here hanging with Bill on Rage Against the Mainstream, and you are listening to our newest single, Occam's Razor.